This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Peter, thank you for your patience tonight as I was running late. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, all right. No problem. Are you you ready to roll? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, man, no worries at all. Um, Brother? uh, I'm I'm here, ready to go. We had Brother Peter on just about every week, and then I dropped the ball, and things got out of control over here at my end, and I had to take off some time. I didn't um, do well for about a week. I had to um, detox from coughing, had some deaths in the family, and got a little bit discombobulated. So I needed some break, a break. I took off about a week, got my head back together, got organized again, even went through my mailbox and uh, got it back to manageable source. So um, we were going fast and furious, and um, I had to slow down a little bit and recharge. So we're back, and we got Peter Whiffen back, coming to you live from... The Gold Coast of Australia. Is that where you're located, Peter? Yep. That's awesome. um in a state, so-called state, called Queensland. Queensland. <laughs> the, there we the, are. The Queens. The Queensland. <laughs> well, yeah. we're excited to be with you tonight. Everybody, welcome aboard. Hope you invite a friend. Peter, uh, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Before you take it, would you open us up in prayer tonight? Okay. Dear Father God, we love you and praise you. And really thank you for everything that you're doing. We are knowing that we need you every day and we want to receive our inheritance today. That we know and we invite you into our life to come and to help us and be with us and to live your life with us. I pray on behalf of all the people listening that... uh, uh, 
that they can understand what we're going to talk about today and that their eyes be opened and that the message today, dear Father God, will help them, help the brothers and sisters to uh, steer their course through these coming times until you come back. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Peter, your connection sounds really uh, solid. I'm getting a little bit of electrical buzz. Do you have a cell phone close to your speakers? Oh, yeah, I have. Sorry. Let's see if that takes care of you. I have. Hopefully that will, or um, I'll put the cell phone over there. It almost sounds like a ground, but I'm not a technical, I'm not an electrical (laughs) expert. Maybe it might be something close to your your monitor. That's, That's sounding better. Humming's going. Yeah, I moved away from the monitor a bit. Okay. Yeah, let's roll, yeah. Peter. The mic. Praise the Lord. Well, it, well, it's good to be back and yeah. uh, to be back on on talking on Amiga Man, of course, Shannon. And yeah. um, how can we lose? We've got eternity. You know, we we can't lose any time. And um, patience, patience is the fruit of the spirit, right? So we all just be patient with each other and go along, and that's the nice way to go. And um, wishing the best for everyone. And um, today I had to think about what to talk about, and um, I'd been praying, Shannon, how to maneuver in these times. What, like, what am I going to do if someone asks me to take the vaccination? How, how am I going to how am I going to get out of that if I don't want to do that? And um, I was asking God, who is the beast, and uh, what about the beast? And all of a sudden, all these thoughts started occurring to me that that the actual beast, um, the beast, the beast could be the corporations, the companies that they got no heart, have they? They they're not really a soul, are they? You know, you you, you can't talk to them. You have to talk to a representative of them. So God showed me their Achilles heel. Yeah, they can make a lot of rules, but they only exist, the corporations, under law. So I had a little bit of a look, and um, we can have a look at some things here. Um, could the beast be the corporation empowered by law? Didn't George Bush say the one world government would be the rule of law? And sorry about that buzz. I just don't know how to stop that. Can you hear it too? Yeah, I can hear it. Um, Um, I'm just moving around here. Um, What about the actual connection? Are you on USB? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm on um, USB. I'll just turn the volume down on my... What about you? On my... That doesn't help. That's okay. Your, okay. your connection is uh, is solid. And unless we could try one thing. Do you want me to just to uh, call you right back? See if we can reset? Okay. Let's we'll see Hold if on. that helps. Let's see. We'll be right back. Okay. We're going to call Peter back here. Hey, Peter. Welcome back. Hey. 
I don't yeah, know it's still happening. Buzz, but we'll yeah. troubleshoot it another time. It's all right. You can proceed. Right. Okay. Okay. In First uh, Corinthians, it says uh, in chapter 15, verse 56, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. So it makes sense that the devil is using the law at these times. So I had a look. There's a there's a document out um, or information out about legal maximums, and um, one of the I'll, I'll I'll be able to read out some of them, which are really helpful. Um, legal remedies are for the active and the vigilant, and that lines up with scripture where you study to show yourself approved. You know, so um. So what we found is is that um, when Jesus spoke the truth to his accusers, he would justify himself by quoting the law. First he would quote God's law, and after quoting God's law, he would often quote the accusers' law and use that against them as well. For example, Jesus would say, did you ever read in the scriptures, and then quote God's law. He would then turn around and say, it's not is it not written in your law, and quote their own law. His accusers would have no answer. And they could not overcome him. How could anyone overcome somebody who is obeying both God's law and man's law? And if man made the law is just, it would be in harmony with God's law. So in Psalm 94, verse 20, it says, Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by the law? Now, could it be that they want to poison us all with vaccines and make it a law? And, like, if we don't know and we haven't studied to show ourselves approved, we could we could find ourselves having to take a needle and, um, and it could cause a lot of problems. So there's the uh, maximums of law. The maximum is the proposition to be of all men best and granted without proof, argument or discourse. It's a proposition that's widely accepted. When a principle has been so long practiced and universally acknowledged as to become a maximum, it's obligatory to part of the law. It actually says in some of the law dictionaries that the maximums have the same weight as Acts of Parliament. So, wouldn't it be wise to look, learn what these uh, maximums are? questions well learns so so asking uh, when asking a question um, a well question a good question if we have a look at the word asking it's made of two words as and king combined so the one asking a question is king one should know that when the questions are to ask that they are well asked which questions are the well questions to ask? Would it be wise to consider what questions to ask? Now, we have to recognise that I've seen videos of people fighting, putting masks on and all of that and getting arrested. But we should not argue or fight or resist as it feeds the beast and empowers him. Romans 12.21 says, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So we don't do the world's way. We're not of the world. We're in the world, but not of the world. Of the world fights and wars, but in the world does the way that Jesus said. 
Now, here is a maximum that is I found that is uh, very uh, good about the vaccine because uh, it says the execution of law does no injury. So we can ask the question, the vaccine, is it safe? Right. We can ask them, will you personally guarantee my safety, like guarantee no side effects? If not, you, who will? Can I speak with whoever will firsthand? How do you know what you say is the will of the one who wants me to submit to this? Can I speak with him? And that's if you're talking to a policeman, a judge, a you know, a doctor or someone. Now, realising that it's impossible to talk, let alone contract with a piece of paper, a legal fantasy fiction. Like, who can speak to the USA? It's all run by what's called representatives. So no one can speak firsthand. So in order to have a contract or a dialogue, or, or first-hand information, we must find the mind behind what's required. So there is no minds. They're all hearsay evidence representatives. So the next maximum is, when you doubt, do not act. So you can't be blamed for not acting if you're doubting. Like you state to them, I am doubting the safety of this vaccine. Can you guarantee it has no harmful effects? Now, if you bring it into the personal arena with the officer or the judge or whoever, that they're going to be personally guaranteed. And I know they're trying to inflict laws or affect laws that take away the, uh, the responsibility and the right to sue and all of this on the vaccine. But actually, there's too many maximums for them to get that around. They can scare people with that and try and do that, but it's not lawful to do that. So you can ask, do you agree I and my family can claim damages from you personally if this harms me? If not, who will and on what authority can they guarantee me? So at, at that point, a lot of the so-called public servants will run. They might, might run because they don't want to be bothered with being exposed to um, guarantees and legal actions. See, the next maximum is the agreement of the parties makes the law of the contract. The contract makes the law. Agreements give the law to contract. So this all works in the way God works with his word and his agreement. We're under the New Testament agreement, for instance, that saves us. So if there is no mind, and this is the Achilles heel of the corporation, they don't have a mind first-hand mind. They're run by babysitters and and minders and representatives. So without the meeting of the minds, you know, if there are two minds needed for an agreement, how can there be an agreement? If there's only one mind and a piece of paper, that is the corporation, aka the government, it has no first-hand mind, just representatives, so it actually cannot um, make cannot contract the law, make the law. But what it does is it, it's by our education, which has been run by them, we've been educated to accept them. Now, we are king. 
God says he's made us kings and priests. So when we are king, we can accept whoever we want. And if we want to accept a piece of paper, we can, and it becomes now law by our acceptance of that piece of paper. But if we stay on point and ask to personally see the one who wants this done, they can't produce it. And therefore, the whole thing will fall over. Even if you get fined and taken to court, you can simply, before the court case starts, ask to meet the accuser, ask to meet the one who's got the problem, because you have a you have a way of the law that says that you can mediate, and court cases are for those in dispute, and it's impossible to have a dispute unless there's two minds disputing. Now, I know this is over the top of our heads a lot, but it's something to get used to. Don't make claims. If we make a claim, we've got to prove it. But they are making a claim that they want to fine us or take money or some so-called, you know, consequence. But who is doing that? And we find out no one is doing it. There's a piece of paper. Even if there's a representative there, we can ask to the representative, where did you get your authority from? Um, who did you talk to to get your authority? You know, did, did the U.S. government give you the authority? Uh, when's the last time you spoke to him? And it's impossible to speak to him because the U.S. government is a, is a company, just like the Australian government is a company. It's, it's called a legal fiction. It's a corp, which is a dead corporation. So is the U.N. and these places. So um, they're really um, ruling and reigning and constricting us in in ways that are, um, uh, can't be backed up by a mind, even though they have the guns and they can make us do things because they've got the guns. But if you have no agreeing parties, you have no law. So you get yourself found up in court, you can, you can go straight away, um, well, you know, before all this starts, I'd like to meet the accuser with the view of settling the matter with the accuser honourably. And... And knowing full well they can't produce the accuser because the accuser can't talk, you know. So um, to have a court case, you need a controversy, you need an argument. And how can you have an argument with one mind? You know, you have to turn up to court. You can't send someone else to court. You've got to turn up and they cannot turn up. So this is the Achilles heel that I was shown. Why not, if one cannot talk to the one accusing, or claiming or ordering, it's not possible to deal. As above, we we can through submit those, submit to representatives, and this is the trick that empowers. The maximum is you ought to know with whom you deal. Hmm. Do we know the one we're dealing with? Who told that policeman we have to wear a mask? Or who told that policeman we have to take a vaccination? And the answer is nobody first hand we are first hand because we're a living being you know the blood flows the flesh lives we're a living being but the corporation is a dead piece of paper basically a piece of wood so if you approve of them which we're tricked into doing how do you plead and you start pleading guilty or not guilty um, it says he maximum he who approves cannot reject so once you've approved them, you're finished. You're gone. You know, you disappear into the rabbit hole. So once you approve, accept them as the authority, then you lose the rejection option. It's absolutely all up to us. But we've been educated to fall in this hole all the time. There's certain legal consequences that are attached to the voluntary act of a person. 
So we have to, that's a maximum. So we have to watch what we volunteer to. Hmm. Yeah. If you, uh, next maximum is if you take away the will and every action will be indifferent. Hmm. Where's their will? Like the, the officer says in the court, you know, the policeman says, well, well, they never had a mask on, so we find them. Well, it's, um, how do we know that's the will of the police force or the will of the company or the country? Um, did you get that firsthand or, or um, did you just make that up? Or, you know, um, where is the one with the mind that wanted this? And they can't produce the mind. That's what I'm saying. There's an Achilles heel. So a fiction of law injures no one. And here we come to the, does this virus uh, vaccination injure me? Are you asking me to harm myself or do wrong to myself? Will you guarantee any injury? Or who will, or who is authorising this? Like, who is responsible? Now, if, they, if they're not going to guarantee it, and they can't produce who's going to guarantee it, why are we being asked to take the risk ourselves? Where the law says we don't have to. Um, the, ne the next maximum is gross negligence is equivalent to fraud. Could I hold you personally guilty of fraud, you can ask them, if it's proven that this vaccine has caused me harm and being enforced by negligence? If not, who is the one responsible? So that later... You know, we find out this hurts me, we can sue them. Even though it's not lawful to make laws where you can't sue people who injure people. Except maybe in America, they have managed to pass a thing called the VICA Act, which makes it almost impossible for an American to sue the pharma. And I learned just last night that came courtesy of Ronald Reagan, who signed an executive order, or the bill that Congress had put through, rather, to indemnify these pharma companies in America, Peter. Yep. Um, because the the, uh, the lawsuits were so numerous, and the pharma was losing $20 for every dollar they were making. They basically said, we're going to stop making vaccines unless you indemnify us. And they got what they wanted. Now it's almost impossible in America to sue. But I'm encouraged by what you're talking about tonight. All places may not be like it's become in America. And we're all facing this real chance of living in a place where they're going to roll the vaccine out, the kill shot, and they're going to try to coerce you and I, threaten you and I, maybe even force you at penalty of imprisonment to take this vaccine. And this is very troublesome to me. Peter, this is my biggest concern right now. I'm yeah, so, so this is how I believe we can deal with it. It's only for those who want to study to show themselves approved. Okay. Okay. And and it's and it's for the ones who the ones who have appointed the wisdom of God yeah. to 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 maneuver in this situation. The rest of the world is going to go down, but um, we can look up to God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ, for help here. And um, I believe he's shown me this to share with the church, and, and people can take it or leave it. But I, I believe that this, this will, will work. Because this is timely, and before you continue, I've got one question. 
You're on the ground in Australia. I've also yes. heard from someone in New Zealand. The reports that we're getting is that some of the most oppressive rules are coming in places like um, Victoria, Australia. Is it called Victoria? Yeah. And people yeah. are saying that even the police have been empowered now to even pull kids out of the homes if the parents don't cooperate with the testing. Uh, are mm. you are you experiencing mm. anything like that? Can you confirm no, these rules? No, uh, because I'm like a thousand miles away. Okay. But, um, Queensland this is a state of Australia that laughed and made late-term abortions. You know? This is, oh, this is a state, I believe, that the judgment's hitting them. Mm. God have mercy. And so um, those rumors may be true about that part of it. They're true. They're oh, true boy. down there. You, you can't move. 5K from your house, you can't do anything. Oh, man. People are going broke. People are going broke. They're suiciding. Um, businesses are, yeah, out of business. Yeah. Five kilometers. That email was correct. And the lady wrote in to a friend who passed this to me. He said, you gotta, you got to read this. And she's saying that we're only allowed to go out uh, for an hour, a few times a week. One hour. Yep, one hour. That's it. Oh, boy. Uh, She lost her business. She was, I think, a hair salon stylist. And uh, so oppressive. And we'd like to hear from more of you out there. Because as far as I know, the long arm of the uh, satanic organization, the World Health Organization, the World organization from hell is mm. trying to coerce people everywhere to take this vaccine and governments are saying yes we want this vaccine um, how do we fight back because you know the okay, we, 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 we fight back using um, using the I believe we use the law back against them like Jesus did okay I'm going to give it back to you. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, here is the maximum. That which is against divine law is repugnant to society and is void. Yeah, legal maximum. uh, And this is a question to them. You know, remember, we've got to ask the right questions. We don't fight. We ask questions with an attempt to understand and to find out the truth. So, we're asking. You ask them, are you asking me to destroy this temple? Who will be accountable if I'm forced to harm this temple? First Corinthians 3.18 do, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Can I meet the one to discuss this matter? And, of course, we can't meet that one. We can only meet the representatives. They are hearsay and not admissible unless we absolutely approve them. So, the law of God, if we have faith, is written in the hearts of all men. Now, you start appealing to, if I take this vaccine and it destroys this temple, who's going to pay God for it? Like, who's going to be held responsible? If you agree and take the vaccine and it hurts you, you are responsible to God for that. But if they force you, hold you down and give you that, they are responsible. Yeah. 
the legal maximum is no man is ignorant of his eternal welfare. So we asked them, who is asking me to jeopardize my eternal welfare by damaging this temple? Will you guarantee, give security, surety for my eternal welfare? If not, can I meet firsthand the one who will? So basically, we isolate them from the corporation and bring it into personal. The other maximum next one is the law is not to be violated by those in government. In, in other words, you can't make laws that are, that are valid violating the law that's already there. You can't. And they, they're just making up rules to suit themselves at the moment. So you ask the question, where is the proper notice, the meeting of the minds, the contract that makes the law here? And, of course, there is none. They might still arrest you, take you away, and you'll have to go to court. That's where you've got to walk on the water. Peter walked on the water. He looked at the waves. He feared. We can walk on the water and look at the problem and fear in court and sink. But if we keep our eyes on Jesus, who overcome the world, we won't sink. So it's very reasonable to have someone firsthand to talk to, to make an agreement with. And we're not obliged to make agreement with representatives. Can you send your mum to court on your behalf? No, you have to go yourself. So we cannot, you know, I know we employ lawyers as representatives, but that's by our own agreement with the lawyer. We cannot, we cannot receive their representatives as the one. So we have to insist on meeting the one. Now, the law, here's the next maximum. The law does not seek to compel a man to do that which he cannot possibly perform. So here it is. We cannot meet the one, the mind of the corporation, a.k.a. government, and it's impossible to have a meeting of the mind with it and know its intent firsthand. So that's impossible unless we accept and bow down to hearsay representatives, which we are all tricked to do, and that's where they, that's where they've overlaid this on us. But actually, if we were educated properly, this would not have been allowed to happen. So, no, uh, next maximum: no one is bound to do what is impossible. Impossibility excuses the law. One cannot meet or argue or have controversy or make a settlement with a piece of paper or even have a meeting of the minds firsthand only with representatives that are not the mind and are hearsay and not admissible. You can send another to court in your place to testify or can you? You can't. One can be subjected. One cannot be subject even to a court case with one who is not present. Like if someone doesn't turn up, they're suing you and they don't turn up, then the case is given to you. So why enter a plea without first meeting the one firsthand to discuss with the view to settle the matter? Mm. So this is the Achilles heel of this new old order system, the beast. The law shall not, through the medium of its executive capacity, work a wrong. Oh, could it be a wrong that this vaccination is going to give me side effects and hurt me? See? The law, next maximum, the law does wrong to no one. Here's the next one. An act of the law wrongs no man. Here's the next one. The law never works injury or does him a wrong. Next one. The construction of law works not an injury. Next one. One may not do an act to himself. Mm. 
The next one, necessity overrules the law. Mm. The law the law can be overruled by necessity. Like the wife's pregnant, going to have a baby, and you're speeding down the highway because it's necessary to get to the hospital. So necessity overrules the law. Could it be necessary for me to save myself from harm? To meet my accuser or the one wanting me to do this, to settle this matter honourably, see? Things must be talked about before there becomes a dispute. But what they're doing is making rules, not discussing it with anyone and just trying to bully these rules into place. Um, It's not lawful, here's a maximum, it's not lawful to do evil that good may come of it. Hmm? How can harming me with a vaccine for the good of others be lawful? Because it's not lawful to do evil that good may come of it. They might say, well, it's for the benefit of the whole population. You have to have a vaccine. But is the vaccine going to harm me? Is it properly tested? Can you absolutely 100% guarantee this vaccine will not harm me? And who is going to give a guarantee if it is going to harm me in the future? As it has happened in the past with vaccines, it's likely that it could be happening now because who can believe it's been tested correctly? So, an error not resisted is approved. He who is silent appears to consent. So you can't just be quiet. You have to you have to voice your questions. Don't make claims. Claims are, I'm not taking it. No, you can't make me take it. That's claims. Asking the question, who's going to guarantee it? Who's going to put up security? Can they guarantee it's safe? Are better ways, I believe. A presumption. Now, a presumption will stand good until the contrary is proved. Okay, here we have a powerful maximum. We can presume the vaccine's not safe on the basis of history of vaccines. They all have side effects in the past. So now, the contrary must be proved by them, and they can't prove it. They can't prove anything. So ask, can the vaccine be proved 100% safe? Because nothing can be proven. Hmm. So... When the plaintiff does not prove his case, this is the maximum, the defendant is absolved. Hmm. So if they can't prove it's safe and they're asking you to harm yourself, there's no way they can jail you or fine you really lawfully. They might, but not lawfully. So when opinions are equal, a defendant is acquitted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they say, no, we believe it's safe, and you say, no, I believe it's not safe. Well, the weight goes to you because the opinions are equal. A defendant is acquitted. Yes, watch what you say. No one is bound, is another maximum, no one is bound to expose himself to misfortune and dangers. See, see how many maximums are on the side of resisting the vaccine that could be dangerous. Hmm. So here's another maximum. It's in the nature of things that he who denies the fact is not bound to prove it. So we deny that it's safe and we are not bound to prove that. Hmm. 
So the burden of proof lies upon him who affirms, not on him who denies. There's another maximum. So you, we can, they can go, no, well, it's safe, it's safe, it's safe. Oh, right, well, I deny that. Yeah, I'm not bound to prove anything. I can just deny it. Deny that it's safe. I believe it's not safe. The claimant is always bound to prove. The burden of proof relies on him. They say it's safe. They're claiming that. we saying we deny. We're not bound to prove, but they are bound to prove it's safe. Mm. And even if it is safe, it will never be proved to be 100% safe. It's like, ask me to wear a face mask. And I can say, well, yeah, I'd like to wear one, but um, uh, I have had a heart attack. And I just want to let you know that if I wear this, my oxygen levels might drop and I could have another heart attack. Uh, who do we send the bill to if I die? Uh, are you going to guarantee that? Or would you like to guarantee it or give security, you know, your honour if it's a judge? Uh, or you, you officer fining me or making me wear the mask? You want to guarantee it? Oh, we don't have to because of the law. Well, the maximums of law says you can't get out of that. Or can I talk to the one who is going to guarantee me that I won't die? Or pay my children if I do die? No public servant's going to take on all this risk, man. I don't believe. If they're talked to correctly. Well, here's the problem. Is that... um some venues would just say, hey, we're sorry, but then you just not be able to come into our mall or you can't come into our store. Um, we're finding cool. a case over here in Indonesia, or at least in Bali, yeah. Yeah. not too far from you actually, that um, if you want to get into the mall, you must put on your mask, they must take your temperature, and you must put on some hand sanitizer, and they let you in. And then they have these guys running to the mall and if you're not wearing the mask up and over your nose, mm-hmm. then they'll stop you and give you warnings. Um, and I've had some get really rude. Now, you know, it comes down to I don't have to go into that mall. Hmm. But the pressure I'm feeling, and I think many are feeling, is that, uh, hey, uh, they're just going to stop. They're just going to deny you services. Well, that's fine. You don't, yeah, sure. You, you don't sure. Yeah, we... We're not going. The Bible says we're not going to be tested. And um, uh, but the but the fact of the matter is, who's the one approving you? Who's the one who told you I have to wear a mask? And can I speak to him? Is he going to guarantee my health, or are you going to? And maybe they walk away because it's too hard, man. But. Um, it, it, it'll go away if we ask the right questions uh, but if we say no I'm going to come in this mall anyway we're going to feed the beast that's the point of the talk today and um, uh, who, who told those minders that you have to wear a mask alright can I speak to the one who told you that oh yeah who told you and we find out it's a piece of bloody paper <laughs> It's a piece of paper. So what we're doing is all all dumb, following around pieces of paper as representatives 
but I know Bali's a hard country, man, and you got courts there and all of that. It's very dangerous. Let me tell you, very uh, dangerous. Tell you how bad it is here in Bali. A pop singer spoke out on his social media and said that the the, the Minister of Health here was a slave of the World Health Organization, the WHO. Mm-hmm. Someone reported him to the police. They called him in for charging and arrested him and threw him in jail. He's in jail for insulting a public official. And I'm thinking, dear God, um, look at what they say against our President Trump back home and get away with it. You just say something like that over here. They throw you in jail. I don't know how long that guy's going to be in Kiribati prison, probably many years. Um, they just passed a new law here where now the uh, the police are being told to uh, fine people 100,000 rupiah, which is about $7 U.S., uh, for not wearing masks. Well, you know, seven bucks. Um, but we're also getting when that um, there's a crackdown coming and basically the military may be called in to, quote, discipline the people who don't want to conform to the to the new norm rules down here. So I'm just giving a little taste of here. Now, I heard back home in America, in Minnesota, this is true, that uh, if your children are found as have, excuse me, if parents are found uh, testing positive for COVID, they can take your children out and put them in foster homes. I need to confirm mm-hmm. that report. There's clearly mm-hmm. more repressive places than others. Thank God uh, we're not like my friend in Panama or in Victoria, which basically said the same thing, you know. They're only being allowed to go out. Uh, and Some days men could go out. Other days women could go out in Panama. And you could only go out to shop. And I don't know if they've lifted that or not, but, I mean, we're seeing things that I never thought we would see. And it, yeah, I know, man. I know, I know, I know. And this is why we've got to think and pray and get the wisdom what to do, you know. So, the, please continue. The next, the, the next well, maximum is anyone may renounce a law introduced for his own benefit. In other words, laws that benefit you cannot be enforced on you. Makes sense. No one is obliged to accept the benefit against his consent. So we see a couple of maximums here where, where um, uh, uh, yeah, whether they're respected or not is another thing. But if we don't know them, we've got no hope. Now, the, the crux of the matter is this, and it's little known, in, in about 1933, they introduced the birth certificate. People I don't know realize that that birth certificate is a company, a corporation, a dead entity. It's uh, your mum says she's the informant, and she delivers you as cargo in maritime law, and you you get you get uh, put in trust, and it's a it's a trusteeship. That's why your name is in all capital letters when this is referred to. So. So you actually have a company that's attached to you, uh, given to you to do commerce in the world, and you are considered lost at sea and reclaimed cargo, salvaged cargo. So that's why in a court, the prisoner goes to the dock 
which is how a boat goes to the dock. And there's many, many maritime things in the court. They run the maritime flags and all of this stuff. And you'll see the um, fouled anchor, which is the maritime ship's anchor stuck in the mud. In other words, you're stuck to the land because the anchor can never be pulled up. So if they, you know, you you ask me what my name is, uh, Shannon. Or ask me, am I Peter Whiffen? Are you Peter Whiffen? How could I be such a thing? <laughs> hmm? Let me see your ID. What do you mean by ID? <laughs> uh, last time I heard the birth certificate's not supposed to be used as ID. Um... I could say I use it. And if you think of it like a company, yeah, I have a company called Peter Whiffen, but I am not the company. I use that company to do commerce. But as soon as you say, right, that that you are that name, you now become a piece of paper like they are. So it's even. You've got paper versus paper in the court, and you cannot prevail. So, oh, Your Honour, you can call me beneficiary, or you can call me dad. Well, my kids call me dad. I answer to dad, too. Yeah. And there's other names I answer to, which I don't want to say here today. But the thing is, is that how can I be such a thing? And if we think about it biblically, we actually don't know our real name. You know that? There's a scripture. Our name is... Not known, it's written on a white stone. Mm. Yep. We're born again into the family of Jesus Christ. We're not our own. We're bought with a price. How could we have such a thing? How could we have a name? Oh, yeah, we've been educated to use it. Mm. So if you go into court and say you are the name, you may as well say you're that corporation. And when you sign or testify, you're acting as trustee. This is trust law. The actual company put around everyone, and you can Google it if you like, people, is called a Sestecute Trust. Now, the Sestecute Trust has a trustee and a beneficiary and other other things. But the main thing is, is are you the trustee or are you the beneficiary? And the interesting thing about trust is the office of a trust, holder of a trust, can change without notification to the parties. So you can act as beneficiary or through your action be trustee. If you're trustee, you've got to guarantee the trust and you can be taken to jail as security. So this whole beast system works on the, the, the um, deception of a corporation put around everyone's life through the birth certificate. Do some research. The truth about birth certificates, you'll find out. So when we when we are fined by a company, a dead piece of paper, we must stay in that courtroom a living soul and not agree to be a piece of paper because that becomes law because we are king. What we say stands. Didn't Jesus say that the devil works by agreement he gets our agreement so um, these are things to ponder and consider and it's late 
late in the history time, in the times we're in, to be even discovering this. But the ones that put this birth certificate in place said no one would ever find out. No one would ever find out. And if they did, did some did find out, the judges would act dumb. So the, the courts, are, courts are upholding maritime law. Maritime law means the captain says for the good of the ship, take a vaccination for the good of everyone. But the law of people under God, living beings under God, says I can't harm myself. I, I, I can't be made to harm myself. Uh, um, all these laws um, that they have in are really rules of the, com- of the company they're just uh, ordinances, rules, regulations of companies, and they work in contract law. And th- this is why if you ask for the other contracting party, they can't produce him. So their whole premises or their whole way falls over. But, of course, you'll be browbeaten, you'll be tricked, you'll be harassed, and you'll be scared with fear to accept them. This is the way they've set it up. But Jesus said, look at me, don't look at the waves. So there is hope. Uh, and the hope and the way to do it is not the way we've been taught to resist and fight and all of this stuff. Even the Constitution in America is just a piece of paper. It's all it is, said George Bush. And he said, I've done a good job. I locked it up. I've guarded it. A piece of paper. It's not a person. So... The Lord Almighty is a person and he's made the law of men and the law of men is to love one another, treat your neighbour as yourself. So, you know, is it treating us as a neighbour to make us harm ourselves, scare us with a vaccine? No. No. So is it is it loving your neighbour to lie to us about all the deaths that are happening and to get power, some sort of power that we won't be able to buy or sell, you know? Uh, without this mark approving us, God says it's not his idea. It's the idea of the devil. So the devil is defeated. Jesus said, I overcome him. I give you power, all power over him. And if we have a look at Jesus, he was crucified outside the law. Pilate said he was innocent and sent him away. That's case closed. When Jesus came back, He crucified him without trial. Therefore, the law is crucified for those who want to take up their cross and get it crucified in their life. So here is understanding. The corporations, the governments, the councils, the police forces are all companies. There is no mind there. That's why it's a beast. It has no heart and it has no mind. Runs on so-called rules. Hmm. How about that? I think that um, you're making a valid point tonight. If we just remain silent and acquiesce, then we're consenting to the evil being done. We cannot Hmm. do that. We've got to speak up. The harsh reality is, I can only speak for America, and that is the governors of these states have their own version of 
emergency powers. And they're literally forcing people to do things against their will. Case in point, I think it was up in Brooklyn, New York last year. There was an outbreak, I think, of the measles in the Hasidic community, the Jewish community. And they didn't want to take the vaccine, but the mayor or the governor, someone, um, double-check my info here, mandated that they would could be forced to take these vaccines against their will because they had the power of the law behind them. And, you know, this issue has been challenged before with the Supreme Court of the United States about the ability of the, the state to force someone to take a vaccine. And the Supreme Court, sadly, um, made a precedent, this is about 100 years ago, 1800 so, or some odd, that, or early 1900s rather, that um, if it's in the public's interest, even your personal right could be overridden and they could force you to take a vaccine or be in prison. I don't believe we're at the point where they're going to kill people if they don't take it, but I, I believe jail time is reality um, in many places. Some states in America have quarantine concentration camps already set up where people don't take them will be sent to. Now, that's America. They can get pretty brutal in some of these other countries um, as well. Um uh, I think we've already lost all of our rights, Peter, and that's the sad part. Um, I'm really bummed out about this, and I know that it's my problem. I've got to embrace the cross and realize persecution comes from picking up the cross and taking our stand. And I know we're not at the mark of the beast yet. When that time comes, you know, death is not far off. Because if you say no, when the mark is rolled out, you go to prison or they just execute you right there, you will die multitudes will be beheaded for saying no to the beast. We're not there yet. This could, this is like a test run for saying no to the beast. Um, and to me, this is just as bad. Um, I'm not going to take it. So, and I know a lot of others are not going to take it. Friends back in America. And yes, I do believe we speak up. But the sad part is, people have tried to speak up with regards to, I'm talking America only now, the taxation law. And they said, well, the so-and-so amendment was never ratified, therefore it's not legal for the IRS to levy taxes. And that argument's been brought many times. And you know what happened to those people? They all ended up in jail. Because even the judges overlooked the law, the points of the law that they're bringing out. And that's a real travesty. We've got judges who don't care what the law says. They make the law in many cases in America. And so... Nobody's ever won a fight with the IRS. They all ended up in jail. One of the most famous cases a few years ago was Wesley Snipes. I know someone, too. It was a friend of my mom, and uh, they were from Nashville. They decided to challenge the court with regard to tax. All those guys went to jail. Um, and they've got that power. They'll throw you in the, in the slammer. I'm not afraid of going to jail. I spent 23 days in a lockup one time in an orange jumpsuit uh, in a uh, for disobeying a federal court judge regarding my young son at the time I was fighting for his rights. <laughs> he was going to be taken to Mexico and kidnapped. That's another story. 
so I've been behind bars. It was not pleasant, let me tell you. And I don't want to go back. And praise the Lord, the thing was dropped and no charges. But I can tell you, um, before it's over with, we're probably going to jail or have our heads cut off. Um, if we live to see this mark roll out. And brother, this has all the makings of the beginning of the mark system, this vaccine. Have you seen this new documentary, Plandemic, the part two that just came out called Indoctrination? No, no, man, I haven't seen it. I'm send it but to you me. know what they got in Ireland now? What do they got? Your health passport. So you you get tested, it goes on your phone, and you got to show your phone, and it has different colors for your health status. Well, I'll give you the link. I believe it. Um, there was a mall a few months ago. We went into here in local. And uh, it was different to get in this time. It wasn't just uh, have your mask and take some hand sanitizer and even get a little thermal scan. They wanted you to register for an app. You had to download this app on your phone. You had to scan the QR code. It was contact tracing. We never went back to that place again. Because to get in, you've got to be tracked. And uh, this new health card. Now, So basically, they could say in Ireland or these other places, it'll be rolled out. Um, okay, fine. You don't take it, then you don't get on our plane. Yeah. You don't catch the bus, you don't get the train, you can't shop at the grocery store. You can't In other words, you anymore. can't buy or sell. There's businesses being mandated that everybody wears a blasted mask. Okay, you don't want the mask, and you lose your job. Because mm. you might, inf- quote, infect somebody else. Mm. Brother, we know that these masks are hazardous for our health. Yeah, man. Yet, this is the the least of our problems, being forced to wear the mask. We're talking about a kill shot. You know, I've got a, a year-and-a-half-old son and a three-year-old son Damn, man. that I fought to keep free of vaccines. I literally had to argue with the doctor when we had him here at the hospital. Mm. Doctor said, okay, baby's born, and we're going to go ahead now and give him the shots mm. in accordance with your American CDC and who. Mm. And I said, uh, no, sir, you won't. What do you mean? I said, Mm. I don't trust the vaccines. They're unsafe. Mm. But I don't understand. He he was having a crisis. I don't understand, but these are the recommendations of the American CDC. And I said, we've got record numbers of autism in America. Did you not know that? Mm. Vaccine injury? And so you're not going to let us give them the vaccine? I said, no. Then you're going to have to sign this waiver. And I said, okay. And he looked at the nurse. She looked at him. They could. They were in dismay. And I think he shook his head at her, and they brought me out the form. And you know what? He didn't stop there. My wife is in her room, and the guy comes in there and tries to convince her to hmm. override me. And she says, my husband's already made the decision. That's <laughs> how evil these are, because I guess he doesn't score good on his report card if he doesn't have... 100% compliance. They get a kickback. Brother, mm. I thank God that I even had that opportunity, but under these new rules that they're going to pass. Mm. And it just come out in this pandemic thing. You know, this was all planned. Event 201 last year. We got the footage. You can yeah. watch. The head of the WHO, he's not even a medical doctor. He's from Ethiopia. Ah. He's a long-standing... Um, associate of 
Bill and Melinda Gates and the Clintons and this guy has oversaw governments where they had genocide in Ethiopia. Yeah. They've counted on him in the past. They voted him. He's running the WHO. It's owned by Bill Gates just as the Gabby, the the vaccination um, institute. Mm. You know, there are, there are thousands of children who have been maimed in Africa from Bill Gates' vaccines. Yeah, we know. The, the, the track record's awful. The track and the thing is, is that, yeah, the thing, whole, whole point of the matter is, it says in the scripture, doesn't it, that the dragon gives power to the beast. And I, and I wondered how he done that. And it's through demonizing the CEOs he's done that. The leaders. They're, a lot of them are drinking kids' blood. You know, they're, they're Satanists. And they're demonized. And, and they're running the corporations. And uh, I believe that's how the devil gives them the power. Now, add on to this whole thing, the weight of all of us, wherever you're at, you're going through probably the same anxiety as I am, if you know the truth about vaccines. If you don't know the truth, well, there's little time to get you educated, but you can still learn why you don't want to take them. But for those of us that uh, have done the research, we know what's at stake here. Look, I know people who personally had children who died within 12 hours of taking just the standard vaccines, the MMR. They died, 12 hours, seizure, blood coming out of their nostril, and they died. Here, local, true story. I remember a couple, I went to their house one time, and they had this oil painting. I never liked oil paintings of people. Usually they're done after people have died. Some people are vain, they'll have one when they're alive. But they had one of a little child, and it was up on the wall, and I didn't see the child there there was just his sister and I inquired later and it was her child who had died at two years old Aww. sudden infant death syndrome and I inquired did the child have vaccines and had had the vaccines I believe the vaccines mm. killed the child mm. it's dead mm. all they have left is memories in a oil painting I don't need to mm. be convinced um, anymore I have the facts but now we're at the juncture of what do we do as these governors in America have incredible power they're even trying to shut down churches you know John MacArthur in California challenged yeah. California yeah, man. they took him to court I don't know three or four times finally a judge rebu- rebuked the state of California and, and said you don't have any merits to bring your case and so what did they do the day after? The state of California said then, that's okay. Effective in 30 days, we're canceling our lease of your parking lot space. You're no longer allowed to lease it from the state. And if you do not clear the premises over there of your cars, we'll charge you $1,000 a day, something like that. So these people are wicked to the core. These are demons, walking demons. They don't yep. care who they have to kill. It's about money. It's about power. And they're setting the stage for much worse to come. The Antichrist and the full rollout of the beast. Um, that's the show That's the show we're going to watch. And the thing is, is that the scripture says, doesn't it, that lawlessness will abound. And it's these making these lawless rules, these, these lawless things keeping you know how's it how's it fair in victoria say 
for a business owner to be stopped running his business for the good of the people and he's not compensated where other people have still got their jobs yeah. so he's paying an unfair or taking an, un, an unfair weight of the problem if it is a problem so called problem he's, he's had to lose his life savings for the health of everyone yet other people haven't they've still got their government job or their job right? and they haven't lost anything but he has how is that equitable? How is that fair? How is that correct? How is it righteous? And it, and why why is that allowed to happen? You know, what you're saying tonight is very important. Because if we do not speak up as a body of Christ, as patriots, then what's going to change any of this? You know, sadly, um, the points you're making are excellent. Um, the ones that could use this very effectively would be the large-scale ministries who have a big platform. Yeah, but man. they remain quiet on this, or they what they do is they go ahead and they kowtow and they agree with the health authorities that this is in the good of the people, and uh, they're not the voice that they need to be. And if the church is silent, then... The church doesn't. There's no other voice. We we are the body of Christ, aren't we? On earth, we've got in our hands the judgment. This honor have all the saints, right? To to execute judgment. It says to revenge disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Yet, the the maximums of law even say that if you agree with it, you're as good as doing it. That's true. You're watching a movie. All of a sudden, there's some nude scenes, or there's some extreme violence, or wicked things that you know are abominations, homosexual scenes, and you know, serial killing, whatever, uh, adultery on screen, homosexual acts. I mean, that's just about all movies now. And we don't get up and turn the channel, or it used to be you get up and walk out of the theater. I guess those are closed now. Then are we not saying that we're coming in agreement with the sin that we're seeing portrayed? How is it just a movie? No, that we're complicit to these sins. If we remain silent, then we're saying it's okay. It's okay to murder children. Abort- if a friend says, a friend says, oh, I'm going to have to have an abortion, and you go, okay, go, I hope it goes well, and I'll pray you'll be safe. Oh man, you just became a murderer. A murderer, the blood is on your hands because you could have intervened and tried to dissuade that person and told them the truth that that's murder. Not yes. enable them. When we don't speak up, when we see sin, uh, we're mm. enabling them. If the watchman sees the danger, doesn't sound the alarm, mm. and life is lost. It, it's your fault. On his hand. But it's your you fault. Want, so, you know, you can ask a guy, someone wearing a mask. Hey, did you read the box? Uh, you know, last time I read the box, it's it's saying that the mask doesn't do anything. Brother, well, no, why would you true. be wearing it? You know, <laughs> it says right there, this will not on the help box with the transmission of COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's in there on the box. I heard. Oh, so I saw. you know, uh, the vaccine. 
How does having a vaccine protect yeah. everyone? If everyone's got the vaccine, what's the problem with me not having one? Yeah. <laughs> is the vaccine... Right. Yeah. How do we know the vaccine's safe? And this is... What I'm saying is don't argue. Jesus never argued. Remember he... The Pharisees asked him a hard question, and he said, I'll answer that question if you answer mine. Did John the Baptist come from God or man? And they were put in a hard place with that question, and they wouldn't answer it. So Jesus said, neither will I answer yours. And that was fair. So questions are so powerful. Look, what do little kids do? The kingdom of heaven is for little children, right? They ask questions. What is this, Daddy? What is this, Mummy? How does this work? Why, why, why? And we get annoyed with them. They ask so many questions. So it's just staying calm and asking the questions and see what happens. Because I believe the Creator has made this world. He's made it so we can be king with questions. It sounds stupid, but the message of the cross is foolishness. The way of Christianity is stupid to the wise, uh, the wisdom of the wise and all of that. But we can ask a simple question. Like, you know, all those court cases you're citing there, no one asked to meet the one who is the tax office. No one asked to meet the one who is making those rules. See, they approach it a different way, uh, agreeing with to fight with a piece of paper. There, there are many court cases that have been won this way, I believe, but they're not recorded because they simply went away. So well, we don't know. MacArthur would not have scored that victory had he not been willing to stand up against the state. You know, look at the dude in Florida. Um, his name escapes me for a moment. He's a South African minister. He was one of the early guys in America to say, we're not closing our church. And, of course, the sheriff went down and arrested him. And um, later the charges were dropped. Listen to this. this oh, yeah, that was uh, Rodney Howe Brown, I think. That's right, it was Rodney. Just two, three days ago, Jakarta Post says, Bali to slap fines on people who go out without masks. Bali will start imposing fines of 100,000 rupiah at 677 U.S. on residents seen out without a face mask during the pandemic, which has taken a toll on the resort island's tourism. I don't know anybody, by the way, who's died of COVID. Um, nah. It goes on to say, on Monday, we will deploy a team to enforce health protocols. We have announced sanctions for those who do not wear fast masks at all. It goes on to say, prior, uh, it says, bottom line here is, residents of Bali will be fined if they do not wear or carry face masks in public. Those who are unable to pay the fine will have to hand over their ID cards to authorities. So, yeah, so who owns the ID card? See? You asked me before, did I have ID? I don't own the card. Like, Steve. you know, you asked me, do I have a driver's license? Well, how can I have one of them? It says on the license it's owned by the Queensland government. So it's the one I use, but, you know, it's not mine. So what they'll so, do is they'll keep us off of, you won't be able to drive at some point. You won't be able yeah, to fly. Yeah, um, yeah. You won't be able to get into stores. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to systematically squeeze you and I off this you, planet, man. Off this planet. I mean, and forgive me for being bummed <laughs> out. I'm you, really trying to deal with The other thing that weighs heavy on me is this. And I support yeah. our President Trump. God 
uh, has shown me that if he didn't get in, communism, America would fall to communism. We'd, we'd already be gone, I, would, I believe. He is God's wrecking ball. I'm not going to speak evil against him. I'm praying for him. No. And at the same time, he's an advocate for rollout of the vaccines. Now, we've got to How's that work? restrain How's that ourselves work, and not knee-jerk and join those that would fight against Trump because then what are you going to get? You're going to get the communist. I'm not going to do you know, that. I'm yeah, not joining yeah. BLM and Antifa, but I want yeah. to say one more thing. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm holding out hope, Peter, that yeah, somehow, man. in fact, I prayed this last night, this morning actually. I said, God, if you've got to give Melania the dream, if you've got to give him a dream or vision and show him what the repercussions are going to be of forcing a vaccine, because there's many of us, including myself, who are not going to take it, it's going to be hard on us if they force it. It mm. could mean jail. Mm. God, you're going to have to do something. Because if you don't, that's the way it's looking. It's looking really bleak. Mm. And um, I'm hoping... Ask, Dan- Ask Daniel, who went in the lion's den. Oh, boy. Preach it, brother. You know, that was the law of the land. Bow down to the king. What did he do? He didn't hide, man. He opened the windows. <laughs> Praise God. And... He was untouchable. Why did that story happen? Well, there's two like that. We've got that one. And then Shadrach, mm-hmm. Meshach, and Abednego in the same kingdom did oh, not yeah. bow down and worship the idol. You and I are not going to worship the uh, the beast. And they no. they threw them in the fire. And it didn't burn them. And actually, the ones that lit the fire got burned up. See? God says... In many, many ways in the scripture, in the stories, those that lay a snare will be get caught by the same snare. Though, you know, look at uh, Haman, made, made the gallows to, to hang poor old Mordecai. And, and he ended up hanging him himself. So let's have faith, man. All they're doing, they're hanging themselves, they're hurting themselves. You know, if I have to pay someone to go down and do my groceries, I will. Peter, are you I saying... I won't go to the grocery store. I'll get home delivery, you know? If we do the right thing, God will back us? Yes, man. We're under the invincible law of love. If we if we have walk in the law of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is to love our neighbor as ourselves, of course, to love God, if we stay with that, stop being a claiming person, a fighter, do you know that... Uh, one of the legal maximums stood out to me, Shannon. You can't be an heir and an owner at the same time. What? The meek are inheriting the earth. We're heirs, but we're not owners. We're, we're being given the earth in inheritance. Mm. But if we try and own and we try and claim, this is mine, right, and be a claimant and... and, and feel we can lose stuff we're going to go down the protection is for the lovers for the uh, 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 for walking in love it's, it's imperishable imperishable and, and you know if you're arguing or not arguing or dis- shouldn't argue discussing with someone at the store who says you've got to wear a mask talk with love in your voice man mm. hey, hey brother 
who's asking you to say that? You know, if I get sick because of that, it, it, are you going to guarantee that? Because, you know, man, I've had a heart attack and, and or some reason, you know, and if I run out of oxygen and I, I've got to support my kids here. Um, uh, who has actually told you that these masks, you know, could we read the box, you know, and ask questions? And then, then you're throwing doubt in their face, man. And uh, it'll go away sometimes. It's better than arguing. Absolutely better than arguing. Arguing will get or, nowhere. Uh, yeah, they use it as practice, the mask. I reckon we, it's here so we can get wisdom using the mask as practice because the real problem, okay, they want us to wear a mask, Shannon, but, okay, wear a mask, big deal, but different manner when they ask us to take the needle. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now, I carry a mask. We'll don it, yeah. and then when we get to the door, I notice <laughs> a lot off. of the people don't have to take it off. And then my wife, she's even more bold. She got stopped five <laughs> times the other day in a mall, and they kept telling her to put it on. What was weird to me is uh, just some people were rude. Yeah, man. I had one guy call me out. Uh, it was in the early stage of this, even when all the malls were shut down, and then they opened up just... Um, the grocery store and the bank in the small, everything else was lights out. And I'm walking, mm. had to get to this bank. I got over there and uh, I had uh, not put on my mask. And oh. someone called out to me. First in Bahasa, I didn't understand what they said. Then they said, Sir, sir. And I, I thought, I looked and I said, Oh, I wonder if I dropped my mask. Maybe they're just going to tell me to come pick it up. Mm. There was about six or seven people huddled together, silent, watching this guy, who very forcefully said, you must put on your mask and wear it at all times. I didn't like being told what to do, to be honest with you. But I put it on, got out of there, and when I go into a place that to get in, I have to put the mask on. I put the mask on. I get the, I hold my palm out. I don't let them put it to my head anymore. I just have them zap my wrist. I don't like it to my head. Mm. put the hand sanitizer mm. on and then where I can I mm. take it off well okay it's an mm. inconvenience mm. now I might get mm. fined if they catch me seven bucks okay mm. but the vaccine is a totally different story oh yeah you're man that's life and death you're not and I'm, we're not going to take it and you know what I take comfort from the fact that Jesus says I'll never leave nor forsake you yeah man without our faith hey without being saved what what can you do? Brother, as I said in a jail cell back in, it was 2003, mm. I had disobeyed a court order. It was, I was fighting mm. a custody battle over my four-year-old son. Mm. Really nasty court case, went two years. The other parties invoked the Hague Act and tried to take my son to Mexico and take it out of American jurisdiction. And under the Hague Act, there had been over 100 cases reported of family... Uh, like a spouse or husband had fled with a child to an overseas location and you, you couldn't do anything about it. You're in a different jurisdiction. So I feared the worst that my son was going to be kidnapped. And I made a stupid mistake to disobey a, a court order. It ended up ended up uh, backfiring on me. I went to jail for 23 days. While I was waiting to go back and see this judge who put me in there, sent the marshals out after me. That's pretty heavy duty. This actually happened to Omega Man. 
And, uh, brother, they put me in an orange jumpsuit. Made for a six foot tall man. I'm only five foot five. I had to roll up the cuffs. <laughs> they took me into the courtroom, and uh, I don't want to hash out all that again, but prior to that happening, I'd asked for a Bible. And I had an African American brother who took pity on me and looked at me and came back with a King James Bible. I was so happy. No, I figured. Wow, there's nothing else to do in here. I'm just going to read the word. I can keep my sanity that way. Maybe mm. use the time for something productive, reading the word. So I went from Genesis to Psalms in 23 days. Wow. I just read. And I was scribbling notes on a little tiny blunt pencil. <laughs> uh, I, I came up with all kinds of revelations while I was in there, and I had melded back mm-hmm. to myself and, of course, never made it back. But the point I'm making here is... God spoke to me in that jail cell. I cried out and said, God, are you going to leave me in here like Joseph for two years rotting in the jail? So to speak. He didn't rot. Yeah. You know, he would you know he would he, he was right out of the place. Right. But I mean that's what I was envisioning. I just might be stuck in here for two years. Didn't know what could happen to me. Never been in that situation. And God spoke to me through his word. And he gave me Job verse that says, I will go, Job 22, I think, uh, 20. Uh, anyway, it says, I will go before thee and be thy defense, and you shall have plenty of silver. All right. 22, 25. Brother, the very next day, I was awakened at 4 a.m., told to prepare myself. In about five minutes, we're, they were going to take me out of there. And they put me on a, um, a it was a, uh, a, uh, it was a uh, a bus with convicts who were in there for drug charges. They said, what are you in here for? I said, I pissed off a federal judge. Hmm. And they, they were in dismay. Well, the fact is, the judge said in the courtroom, you know, he says, I control, verbatim, I can command the Army, the Navy, and the Marines, is what he said. And that's true. Hmm. They have a lot of power. Hmm. And I was the third case they heard that day. I had to answer to why I disobeyed an order. My order was I was supposed to remain in in Austin, Texas, uh, pending disposition of the divorce case. But instead, I took my son and ran to save him. Well, it was a test. I failed. I I paid heavy for it. I ended up 23 days in a jail, three jails, and uh, making my way back to see this judge in, in Austin, Travis County. So the judge had just sent two people to jail. They were in there for drugs. I saw a, a guy get 15 years for methamphetamine, I don't know, some kind of methamphetamine manufacturer or selling, I don't know. A, another girl for seven years for drugs. Everybody else in the van, they were mostly Mexicans that had been arrested for marijuana or methamphetamine. And uh, here I am now, my turn. And they pulled me in there. I was in double cuffs, ankle and wrist bracelets, and an orange jumpsuit. I hadn't showered in four days. Um, my hair was unkempt. I looked like a street bum. And I went over there and I tried to defend myself. And this judge had come out of a flu and he had come back to hear these cases. He wasn't recovering. He wasn't happy to be there. He read me the riot act and ripped me to shreds, rebuked me. And I needed it. And I went back to sit down. Also, my attorney 
cut him in half too. I, I'm thinking, boy, it's looking bad, but that verse was still with me from the night before. I will go before thee and be thy defense, and ye shall have plenty of silver. And before I went in that day, the judge, uh, the, the attorney that was hired for me, said, I know this judge. His name is Federal Judge Sam Sparks. I played golf with him. He's probably going to sentence you to two years to Bastrop Prison. And I'm thinking, what did I do? <laughs> you disobeyed a federal court order from this judge. And I'm thinking, this isn't fair. This isn't right. But I said, in turn, but I said to the guy, I mustered boldness, I said, watch what happens. God has said he's going to go before me and be my defense. When I told the guy, the guy looked at me, and it was like he just couldn't believe. He said, probably to himself, this guy's lost his mind. He doesn't know where he's about to go. But I wanted to be on record. And I go into the court, as I mentioned, it, it's not looking good. The prosecuting attorney that my ex had hired, she had two, actually three at the time, said, Your Honor, put Miss... Put this, put this guy in jail for ten years. That's what he said, and I just like sunk even lower. I then oh just, my. I just broke, brother, and I, I just began to silently weep. I couldn't. I was at the end of my rope. I said, I don't. How did I come this far? Drop this far. The judge gets up and says, "We're going to take a recess." Well, brother, all of a sudden, I, I didn't have confidence in anything. I just figured I'm abandoned. I'm fixing to go under the jail and the judge comes out looks in the audience and my grandfather my brother had come up there to give me moral support looked at my grandfather and said sir who are you my grandfather Brian Weber who's been on the show many times got him said well I'm I'm Shannon's grandfather you are well what do you think about this sir well sir I don't uh, agree that um any order of a judge should be disobeyed, but I'm asking for mercy if you can give it to my grandson. Brother, God moved. And the judge looked at me. He had just sent two people to jail for years. And he said, you know, if you don't make it up to Alaska to finish your divorce, custody trial, you won't have a chance of fighting for your son now, will you? I could send you up here to Bastrop. There's some good old boys up there who would probably like to get a hold of you. How long you been in jail? I said, I've been in jail, Your Honor, for 23 days. Well, if I let you go, do you promise to get on a plane and immediately go directly to Alaska I said, Your Honor, not only will I do that, but I'm here to tell you I'll never disobey your order or another order of a judge again. Brother, all of a sudden, this prosecuting attorney went up, Your Honor! And the guy hit the gavel. Case closed. I was a free man. Charges dropped. Cool. Cool. Brother, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. God had went before me to be my defense and lifted me up out of prison, where I'd been in solitary confinement for several days. It was so bad I had to grab pieces of the bedding, the thread that held the seam together, and use it for dental floss. It was horrible what I had to endure in there. 
and I had chosen solitaire because I didn't want to be raped. It was mm. horrible. There was a time there that it looked like I was going to have to fight three guys that were going to wow. team up on me. In just the nick of time, a guard came in and I asked to get out of there, put me in solitary. It was horrible. Some of the things I went in there. I said after that ordeal, everybody should spend three days in jail. You'll never want to go to jail. Mm. But it also showed me that you can be in one of the worst predicaments and God was in there with me. He didn't forget about me. He kept his word and he freed me. And immediately what happened to close the story out is I wasn't a free man yet. I still had to travel back to uh, El Paso where they had just brought me from, or it was Waco actually. And uh, they put me on a bus. People were saying, well, hey, how did it go for you? Well, I didn't get my case today heard. How did it go for you? It got around to me. Uh, it didn't go. It didn't go too good. No progress. I lied because they would have probably killed me. I was <laughs> fixing to be released. These guys were going in back to prison. <laughs> Many of them would probably not. Maybe some of them are still there. I don't know. Um, but here's the point. They took me back there. I had a long three-hour ride. Got back. They had cleared out the prison section where I was at. And a lady who was mean as heck came in, threw my clothes back at me, said, here you go. Same clothes I'd had 23 days before. They had been washed and laundered. I put them back on. I didn't have any shoestrings, of course, in my tennis shoes at this time. I had a polo shirt and a pair of jeans. I put them on, brother. I smelled bad. <laughs> Immediately, they escorted me to the back of the prison. The warden there, a tall Texan man, stroked out a check for $1,000 because I'd had a grand in my pocket when they picked me up. It was just wow. me and my son. They picked me up at a hotel in El Paso where I'd been, a refu- uh, I'd been, a, I'd been running for five months. I was not going to allow my son to be taken under any mm. circumstances. And mm. I was running out of time and money. All of a sudden, all my lifelines were gone. And uh, they got me. And now, here I am, 23 days later, they're letting me go. Gave me my money back. They, I heard a, a door buzzer go off, and it was the door buzzer to open up the, the electric lock. I went out right into a parking lot. My brother and my grandfather were waiting for me with a uh, Burger King Whopper with cheese <laughs> and a Swatch watch and a pair of ASIC tennis shoes. I put the tennis shoes on, took my old ones, threw them in the garbage, put on the watch and ate the cheeseburger, and they had to take me directly to the airport and it took me another 14 hours to get to Anchorage. Oh, when wow. I finally got there, brother, I took a shower, but I smelled something bad. It was my feet. Oh. Mildew had set in. I hadn't taken a shower in four days. Mm. I had no clean socks. I had to wash mm. my feet with soap seven times. <laughs> I bathed in the, in the river seven times, brother, to get clean. Well, I'm, here to, <laughs> I'm here to tell you that God was Amen. my defense. And a few short months later, the silver came. And it was interesting. I hadn't been on the Internet in three weeks. I jumped on to check my mail. And I mm. had a long message. Well, I had a message there, probably more than one. But this one was from Benjamin Brooke. And there was nothing in there except this Bible verse, Job twenty-two twenty-five. I'll go before thee and be thy defense, and you shall have plenty of silver. Wow. God had spoken to me. And he fulfilled both of those parts. Well, How did they get off on this? I don't know, because I don't like to tell this. But to boast that um, if God is with you, who can be against you? And I have even been in a jail cell 
and God was yeah. with me, and I may be headed back there. We all are probably headed back there eventually if we live long enough because they are going to roll the beast system out. Um, yeah, you can interchange the word mask with mark. The mark's coming. The mask is the forerunner. And what has been done with this COVID-19 is the new 911. It was pulled on America yeah, man. to fast-track this brute force power grab. Yes. And we haven't seen nothing yet, folks. Pretty soon, your necks are going to be in jeopardy, and mine too. And so be it. But I do, I do have to say, um, I'm praying and asking the Lord to strengthen me. He's got to strengthen us all, folks, because I'm not taking it too well. When I, yeah. you know, it's not a, it's not that I worry. And look, someone could hold me, could jab the thing in my arm. It doesn't matter. I'm ready to die. Hmm. But I can't let them do it to my two children, Peter. Yeah, I know, I'm not man. going to let them I do know. it to my kids. If it was just me. That's okay. I'm not yeah. going to allow it to do it to them. And I feel like yeah. there's no options. And I'm like God. Then strengthen my faith and help me to remember battles before where you didn't leave us high and dry. And folks, we may literally be going to the lion's den or the fiery furnace. Uh, or the first stop is a, a jail for saying no or a camp. Withstanding the miracle of God, and again, everything inside of me wanted to mutiny against our president for doing this. And you know what? For a few months, I was angry. And I was no longer supporting the president. But then the Lord got a hold of me. And I realized that's not God's plan for us to go the other way. I don't understand why he's doing some of the things he's doing. And maybe this is a very uh, a very planned move to keep off those that would attack him for not bringing out a vaccine, but he's going to roll out an executive order and and make it to where the people that don't want to take it don't have to. I'm all, I can only hold out the hope for that. For my fellow Americans over here, there's no hope of that. I can only hope that God gets us out of this place. Because what I'm expecting to happen now, here in Bali, is the day is going to come that the president is going to make this official. You must get it. Or the penalty would be either I'm quarantined and can't leave the house. They pick me up or they basically... Um, I'm, I'm going to pull the American card. I'm going to say I'm an American, so my sons, which is true. We're not going to take it. And I don't know if that's going to fly. But they may, at that point, arrest us to expel us. Then my wife is stuck. People say, come back to America. Well, they're not issuing visas right now. I can't bring my wife back. But even if I could, you're going out of one lion's den to the next. We're all in similar situations, some more worse than others. Poor people down in Victoria. It's- there's nowhere to run. I don't know anywhere but, to run. That's the problem. The, the scripture says he causes all <laughs> great and small. Free or slave. We can go to, all. folks. All I'm means all, man. If we could go to a free country and say, to hell with mm. this, we'll just move. Folks, I don't yeah. know where that is. I don't think it exists. Even Israel did some of the most draconian things. People saying, let's go to Israel. Are you kidding me? Some of the worst stuff is It was, right man. So, it was. maybe then we've got to, this is where the, this is where the rubber meets the road. 
this is a test, and that, that's what I, I kind of I'm, I'm leaning towards. It's a test. Can yeah. I, in spite of all that is being thrown at us, can we say, uh, "Blessed be the Lord who gives life and takes it away." Amen, man. Like Job. Can we be like? Can we be like Job? Can we be like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego? Can we do it? This is our chance to see. You know? Joseph. Or being like those that scattered when they came for Christ. Will we stand up for Christ or will we scatter and run and deny him three times? Folks, nobody said it was going to be easy. And I was just hoping that it was something that would happen later down the road. But, brother, I feel the, uh, the noose tightening every day and that's what feels so uncomfortable. It's getting almost unbearable. And the only thing I can take solace in is is Jesus. And at this point in time, I don't have any answers other than to give it to the Lord. Yeah, yeah, this is something to keep in mind. We know there's the resurrection coming. It's it's comfort each other with these words. Not all will die. We, we We will be resurrected at some point. Where that point is, we're not sure. But it's soon. And sooner or later, we're going to die anyway. It's only 500 weeks in 10 years. So um, the other thing, too, is the children, God say, Jesus say, the kingdom of heaven belongs. The children own it. It belongs to them. So they're all safe. We can't lose our eternal future. Um, We can if we take the mark. That if we uh, we stand, even though they love their life, not unto death, and this this is the reason all these scriptures are there, and and you know it went through my mind, Shannon. The time of learning is nearly over. You you may not be able to get YouTube's anymore. You know they may take all the Christian shows down. It, yeah, as hate speech or whatever, and and we. The time to learn the scriptures, to, to pray and learn to know the voice of God is now. More we're than ever. A lot of time, folks, and we're going to get it's to the point now, where man. we have to make the decision: all in for Christ or not. Either yeah. To the death. Either way, man. You know, go with the mark. If you love your life, you'll lose it. But you know, we're talking about eternal life here. You know, well, I'm going to have a party soon. In ten thousand years, it's my party's on. And it's only just begun. I want everybody listening to come and say, Peter Whippen invited me to this party. Come and see us in 10,000 years. We've got an eternal future. Why? Why can we be losing that because of some demonized, demonized system that wants us to lose it? We're not going to lose it. I know We're the word says, lose- In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Yeah, so, there's a way. There's a way. We've all got testimonies. We've all got testimonies. There's a way. And these testimonies are our learning grounds, our way we learn to, to handle these hard things that are going to come. You know, I had a dream uh, when I first got saved. Oh, geez. I, I was lining up in this long queue with Christian brothers, talking to them and being happy and not worried and then I turned around there was only three to go getting our heads chopped off oh my god have mercy that was my dream and oh, I hope it wasn't prophetic <laughs> god have mercy oh man 
folks I know have but, you know, before you're going to rule and reign with Jesus for a thousand years there's a thousand years of peace going to come where people die young at a hundred years old well wow. you know truth, we've got this to look forward to this is just a very short time in history and these people you know God is going to come and toast them you know he's going to toast them man they're not going to get away with it they no, look sure. like they are but they're not God's going to toast a lot of them man and we're going to be there watching make sure we're not one of the ones that gets toasted you know brother I think he's getting ready to toast some toast some people pretty soon how are you doing for time my brother hey I'm alright but you know if we've gone on long and you want to end it it's alright it's just nice to hear your voice again and nice to be back here talking and um, trying to today you know what was trying to encourage everyone that's all now listen you know, you're, you're a great encouragement and um, the reason I asked you about the time is I want to play one thing for you if I can pull it up here I was sent right. this cool. let me see if I can pull it up I think it's on YouTube let me see cool. Cool. it's the latest from Dana Coverstone Right. May we listen to it together? Apparently, this came out why, about why six hours ago. All Remember? right, we can share that. Listen Best to that. Cover stone. It is uh, Tuesday, September eighth. Last night on uh, Monday, the seventh of September, had a dream that has probably troubled me more than any of the dreams that I've had. Um, I'm an American. I love this country. I've traveled to forty-three countries, and. Uh, We have a heritage. We have a have a country that stood as a beacon of hope and light, even financial support for a lot of the nations. Um, this one got me last night. Saw a Statue of Liberty proudly standing in the harbor outside of New York, lighting the nations in freedom. I saw the sky suddenly darkened. Strong waves began to crash against the shore with a very, very fierce intensity, almost hurricane, tsunami-like force, uh, tropical storm-type force. And there were boats, and they had men in them, and they were out in the storm trying to breach the island on which she stood. They were fighting the waves as well, but they were actually kind of working with the waves. And uh, they were trying to get the lady, but the storm was so severe they could not even though the storm and them seemed to be looking into, you know, working together, so to speak. I saw the torch in her hand. It was flashing, being struck by lightning. Pieces of rock and debris were being thrown at her with brute force. And she was, even though she had her torch, she was an immovable statue. I, I saw her watching and looking around about her to kind of see where the, where the attacks were coming from. So she knew they were there, but she would not move. Feet were stuck on that pedestal. The rocks and the stuff, the debris that was being thrown at her had caused some gashes, had caused some cuts on her neck. Round about her heart, I could see there was blood coming out. Like she, not necessarily had been shot, but something had, had tried, like the, the, the debris in the rock had either pierced her or had left a jagged edge and, and cut something. I saw that three of the spines on the, th- the crown on her head, I don't think necessarily it's a crown, but it had some spines that were pointing out, three of them. Three of those spines on her crown had been broken off and was leaving a very, very jagged edge. And the right torch hand kept dropping. 
to secure the 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 the, the, the tablet with the Declaration of Independence, July fourth of that year, had been pinned on. She 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 would drop her hand and kind of do this to keep to keep the book in her pla- in its place. She was struggling to keep her footing, almost slipping off the pedestal, but she wouldn't. She wouldn't move. She would not move. And also, there was this huge volley of trash and debris, just junk, hit her directly in the face, and she stepped back off the pedestal and she fell because the force of this hit her right in the face. She still held on to the torch and she still held on to the declaration, uh, you know, uh, date line on her on the on the on the book. But that light, that that torch just kept flickering like a light about to go out. The declaration that was in her left hand, or left arm, it was cracked, and there were large chips and pieces falling off of it. I kept seeing Liberty trying to reach out with her hand while she holds it and grabbing the pieces, but they wouldn't stick. She was crying. Liberty was crying. She was weeping. She was... She was fighting to keep her dignity. She was trying to you know, to get the pieces of what she had held on to, but you was, it was obvious she knew that she was in a battle that was fighting her and defeating her. And she was desperate trying to hold on. You could see the fierceness in her face. She was trying to what fight and win. Was it coming through? And then the boats appeared with the men. And they threw ropes around her arms and her legs and kept trying to bring her to the ground. And they pulled and, and pulled in tandem. And finally she fell to her knees. It was almost like Gulliver's Travels when the giant gets, gets knocked over. They were throwing herself around. But she was still got the light. She still has the, the horse in her, in her fists, her right hand. And she's trying to hold that book and what's left of it in, in her left, left hand. They were hammering away with like pry tools at the declaration, trying to get the days off. So July 4th. And they were trying to pry those those numbers and those letters off. And they were using cutting tools to remove the torch. They kept trying to, to, to just rip it, jerk it out of her hand, and she just kept holding on and holding on and holding on. And because she fought them so hard, they finally just began to cut off her hand. tied her other hand behind her back. And the men began rolling her in ropes and she was yelling for help. She was crying out. It wasn't a desperate cry. It was, it was, it was a cry for those who were listening to come to her defense. All those nations that, that she had helped for so many years and nobody would come. And they took a, a large banner of fabric. It was black and smoky gray, kind of all together. Black and smoky gray banner of fabric. And they covered her face with it. They just kept wrapping and wrapping, almost like a mummy you would think. They just kept wrapping and wrapping and wrapping until she, you couldn't, you could barely see her eyes and the jagged spines of, of some of the crime, of the, the crown. Then they took an anchor chain 
and they wrapped it around her, her neck and they asked her if she had any last words. Her eyes weren't fearful, they were feisty. They were fitful. There was this angry resolve in her face that she said nothing. That chain was tied to a boat and the boat began to drag her off of Liberty Island and out into the harbor. When they got her to the sea, the boat began to pull very quickly. Her arms were down to her side, her legs were tied, and she was just kind of rolling, spinning as the boat pulled. The boat kept going faster and faster. It was almost like a ski boat was pulling her. She kept twisting back and forth, but she was being pulled by the, by the boat and eventually lost all the strength that she had. The banner had come off of her mouth, but she wasn't saying anything. When the boat slowed, and then the boat kind of looked back to see how where she was, and they reversed the boat. They reversed the boat and went backwards and ran over her. See that body bouncing and bleeding in the harbor. She took a breath and she went under. She came back up a minute later and then she did the same thing again. And when she came up the next time, the boat accelerated forward. Hit her square on the face. And she went down. boat began to circle the area after it hit her. But she never came back up. She never came back up. At least alive. She floated back up. The back, her back was to the top. Torch hand was gone. The other arm was tied behind her back. There was a thunderous clap. Brilliant lightning strike. And the storm just raged all around the harbor. And I saw the men on that boat. Just a loose group of men. Someone was throwing them pieces of silver. Not in a bag, just loose pieces of silver were being thrown at the men. And they began to pick them up, kind of fight, almost fighting over them feverishly. Picked them up. Gripped them with her fist, put them in her pockets, sat down in the seat, and drove away. Almost like, okay, our job here is done. This one got me. The others, the dreams always get me, but this one got me because this is America's land I love. I know what the Statue of Liberty stands for. But, uh, I love our country. Travel enough to know that we've got it. We got a lot of good here. I know what most Americans think about this country, I, but I also know that a lot of people they hate it. 
and don't even really know why they hate it. And that's I'm talking about the protests and and the defund the police groups and any movement that wants to shred the Constitution. And I I may get a little political here, and I don't care. I, what I saw what I saw has impacted me last night. I lost a lot of sleep last night. I woke up about two fifteen. I've been able to get to sleep ever since. The dream going through my mind very very much. Believers, we need to pray for our country. We know events that can't last forever. I know that. You know that. We all know that. My hope, my, my prayer was that this nation would last long after me so that my kids and my grandkids would understand how much this country has done for people, its people, and for the nations and for those that come. I ask you to pray for America. I ask you to pray for our elected officials. Silver at the end of the dream tells me something. Somebody is paying to see her go down. I do believe there's a deep state. I do believe there's a lot of chaos in our world, a lot of chaos in our country. I believe there are people in high elected office who, who want to see this, this country burn. I don't. I want fire, but I want cause fire revival to hit. I know what the dream means. I think you all know what the dream means. Our country, our freedoms are under attack. And we, we have a responsibility to occupy until he comes, to seek his face, to pray, and to trust. So pray for America. Not because I had a dream, because this used to be his country. It used to be the one nation under God. And now it's a large group of people fighting the very God whose nation it used to be under, or who, who the God it used to be under, you know what I'm saying? This one got me. Still get me now. Pray for America. Pray for revival. If nothing else, I want to see her go down fighting. And I'll go down fighting with it and for it. Join me. That's uh, Dana Coverstall, Leading Liberty Attack. That was from a few hours ago. Yeah. I yeah, think man. Um, perfect place to close this program in prayer for America and Australia. Will you lead us in prayer tonight, my brother? Yeah, of course, man. We thank you, dear Father God. We come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, dear Jesus, for everything that you've done. And no matter what... We love you and praise you. We thank you for America. You know, what a country. And we thank you for um, Australia. We thank you for the whole world, the UK, Ireland, Bali. We thank you that the world has been given to us to use. And we're sorry that you have to meet all the babies that are aborted. We're sorry, dear Jesus, that 
parents are killing their children in growing up. Sorry about that. And we just asked, um, we just asked for you to come back soon. Come and rescue us from all of this before it gets too awful. Come back and sort them out. Let them let them have returned on their own heads what they're doing, dear God, so they learn something. Let all the brothers and sisters be kept safe. Let us all receive our inheritance of the saints. And we ask you, Father God, that everyone be given revelations and encouragements and understandings to go through these particular times. We also pray for the souls of our friends and our families that are still not saved. We, we ask that they be not forgotten and that they be saved and be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Brother Peter, amen. I want to thank you for coming on today. Folks, these are sobering times. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, thank you know, God, though, for Jesus. Yeah, you know, you know what? Uh, I was praying for New Zealand uh, there, Shad. Tell me. And, and God said a funny thing to me. He, he said, I'll listen to the children. Uh, he didn't. He said, no. He said, I'll listen to the survivors. He's, he's calling the children survivors. So, so I had a look at the chances of being killed in the worm. The numbers of children born against the numbers of children aborted, it's very close to 50-50. Wow. The statistic. So God surprised me. And um, we've got a guy evangelizing over there that was coming in our meetings. And um, I rang him up. I was talking to him. And and he said it's been on his heart. He's getting all the children to pray uh, in the schools and that. Really? But, yeah, it, it's like God's over with the people, and yeah. He's just listening to the kids. Oh God, help us! So there's anybody that's got children, get them to pray, man. Get the kids to pray. It's uh, the the people. Most of the world's nearly worn out. They're welcome with God, you know. I think I think they're wanted out there. They cried in the parliament in Australia when they voted in the gay marriage. They were all so happy. They cried, you know. It's it's Sodom and Gomorrah all over again. Kill them, babies. God have mercy. And these things are happening. All things work together for good, though. So we keep loving God and be encouraged. And um. Let's ride this thing through and have an eternal Amen. destiny and a, and a testimony. Let's Amen. I'm here to tell you. Up, man. If God be for us, who could be against us? God can deliver you out of a jail cell. He can deliver you out of the fiery furnace. He can deliver you out of the lion's den. He can send yeah. an angel for you to pull you out of Sodom before he nukes it. God yeah, for us. We don't have anything to worry about. And you know what? If don't look back. Up, don't turn into salt. You know? Don't look back. <laughs> don't look. You know, that's the Get truth going. right there. It's, a, it's the ultimate test, folks. It's a time to put our faith where our mouth has been, mine included. And so, you know what? I have no, no earthly...
plan for getting out of this dilemma. I can't figure it out. Yes. I don't know if you can either. So I'm not going to try to anymore. I'm just saying, Lord, you know the situation. You know, this is my line in the sand. We will not take the vax. We will not take the mark. Yeah. And you're either going to deliver us or you'll be with the prisoner. You take us home because there's no hope otherwise. It's going to yeah. take the Lord. We but in the end, you know, in the end, we've already won. Jesus said he's overcome the world. It's done. In him, it's done true. for us. That's true. We can't lose, man. If we think we can lose, we've lost. We can't lose. It's a good mindset to get. We win. We win for eternity with Jesus. Because of Jesus, we win. Because of him, we win, man. They can't take that away from us. They can never take that away from us. And, you know, there was a... Uh, Man's Search for Meaning of Life or something. This guy wrote a book who was a concentration camp victim. And he, he said the ones that survived still had control on how they reacted to what was happening. No matter what they took away from them in the concentration camp, it was how they reacted that made all the difference. Wow. Yeah, it's... Uh, Think to somebody, man, search for meaning. He, he wrote a book about it. Man, they had no shoes. They had to work in the snow with no shoes on. <laughs> you know, and they had nothing. You know, that sums up what I was tr- trying to articulate. Where I realize I have to, I have self control. Where the impulse yep. is. Yes, to definitely. meet me on the bounty with regards to our president. Can't do that. Nah. He's God's wrecking ball. He's in there for a purpose. God commands yeah, us to stay in the boat, which is Jesus, and take it to the shore. doesn't matter what it's looking like outside. If he no. does something wrong, he's going to answer for it. But if yeah, we, that's his, his problem. If we do wrong, we're going to pay for it. We've yeah. got to pray and put our faith and trust in Jesus. He's the only way out of any situation that we're in, folks. Apart from Jesus, we can't do anything. Trust not in horses and trust not in chariots, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. It says some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we remember the name of Jehovah our God. Psalm 27. And you know what? You know know Noah's ark, you know Noah's name means rest. And you know, God said come in and, and, and then God shut the door to the world. Wow. And then Noah went for a ride. Did, did he steer the ark? Did he have a little outboard motor or sail? It, it lands on Mount Ararat. You know what Mount Ararat means? What? Reverse the curse. Wow. Wow. So, let's go for a ride. The curse is getting reversed. The guy has shut the door. The world can't get in. It can't touch us. Hop in the ark of the Lord Jesus. He's the real ark. And we hop inside him, be born again. Accept him. Say, dear Father God, make me born again. I want to hop in. I want to be part of your family. Yeah, include me. Give me my inheritance that you're promising me. I want that. Hop in the ark. Hop in there. We're untouchable in there. That God shut the door. Not, Not Noah. He didn't do it. He hopped in. That's all he did. And you know, I was thinking, Shannon. Tell me. 
it took more faith to hop out of that ark than it did to hop in it. Wow. Because, you know, he'd be thinking, ooh, I hope this flood doesn't come back. Right. And the whole world would have been tsunami, that all would have stunk of mud and trees, wouldn't have been pristine. It's just been flooded and tsunami would have been destroyed and he would have hopped out on all that rubble, all the trees and the matter, rotting and decaying stuff, would have stunk, man. And and God said, get out. (laughs) The curse is reversed. So can we go for a ride in the ark? Let's, Let's not try and paddle it. Let it go on its own course. It went on its own to Ararat, reverse to curse. How about that? God's bringing this, folks. And, you know, recent word also from Dana was, you know, it's not going to stop till God says it's going to stop. He said, brace for impact. God's bringing it. I know as uncomfortable as it is for us, um, it's shaking up the new world order. Why do you think they're so fighting mad? Their hornet's nest has been shaken up, and they're fighting... Yep to regain their power or to take power, whatever you want to look at it like. But they're the ones that are going to have the ultimate pain. It's called the lake of fire. Good luck for them, man. Let's not get in the way of their happiness. (laughs) They're 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 riding another boat, man. So, so, you know, they want to to paddle down that river. You know, see you later. As for me and my household, right? Me and my household, man. No matter what happens, Amen. I've got, I got four daughters. I got three grandchildren. You know, beautiful. You know, you and, and I'm, I'm thinking, what's their future here? But I can't think like that because God is saving them. You yes. know, one of my daughters, one of my daughters saw Jesus. He, he healed her from asthma, and he, and he took her, and he showed her hell, and he showed her heaven, and he showed her the second coming, and everything. He showed wow. her. Wow. And yeah, she she had visions. It was really spooky. And she handled them. But she said, I said, what did you think of Jesus, love? And she said, you don't need to be scared of him. His eyes are wonderful. You can't be scared of him. He loves us. He loves us. He tells us he loves us. That's how we know he came and died for us. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus as we get out of this boat, you know? Amen. Let's walk on the water. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Who cares about the world, the waves, and what they're doing, you know? Who cares, man? We we got the inheritance of the saints, which is priceless. We're meek have been given. This earth belongs to us, the meek. The meek have inherited the earth, man, and it's belonging to us. It's being going to be delivered to us. Yeah, in peace, in the real peace that's coming a thousand years we're, we're going to have a great time with that and we, you know, maybe we've got to go through the eye of the needle, yeah well you know, it's going to be nothing, it said Jesus suffered looking forward to what was coming, you know he, didn't he? he, he knew what was in front Brother Peter, we, I want to thank you for the wisdom sorry. tonight for the encouragement great. This is an encouragement. I would be a liar to say I'm not feeling heaviness in this period, but we got to we got to give it over to Jesus. We yeah, got to put man. our faith and trust in Him. We got to do yeah. it. 
If we can't do it now, how are we going to do it when things get worse? If the footman worries us, what happens when the horsemen come? Folks, it's a test. Can we keep the faith? When it looks like things are falling away around us, we've got to stay anchored to Christ. Peter, can we get you back on next week at um, yeah. 2 or 3 o'clock? Yeah, I, I'm free now. I sold my op shop. <laughs> you did? I'm out of it. Wow. What are you doing? Yeah, and I, well, I, uh, it was on my mind to grow food, so I, I got a little block of land on a little island off, off the coast of uh, Queensland. Wow. And it's not far off. It's only like 18 minutes on the ferry. And um, the block of land was so cheap, man. Um, and, you know, I've been praying for my inheritance. You know, I'm big on, you know, we can get our inheritance and yes. let our daily bread come, let our inheritance come. And, you know, my mum said to me, um, she's still alive, she's 83. What did she say? And she said, I don't want to die and you get your inheritance. I want to give it to you now. Wow. <laughs> Are you going to become a farmer? Yeah, I've got a, only a small piece of land, quarter acre sort of thing. But um, awesome. I'm going to I'm gonna grow my own food and be self-sufficient there and not hide, but it's a, it's a lifestyle change. And I'll have enough money because of the inheritance to, to pay to build a house on the land and not have any mortgage in that channel. Brother, good for you. I'm proud I'm proud for you, bro. You deserve yeah, it. Man. And um, that's going to be exciting. We have some chickens also? Yeah, I can have some little chickens. I, <laughs> I'm going to grow uh, hydroponically, I think, in the greenhouse. And um, I'm going to be a blessing to the island. There's no exorcist over there. <laughs> wow. Uh, there's 4,000 people there. And it looks like my, my family might come. Brother, so, that's awesome. It's just, you know, a miracle happened. Someone walked in the one of the op shop. I, I, have, uh, I couldn't stop them paying me for it. <laughs> Brother, that was a divine appointment. You know what? You did a mighty yeah. work for the Lord there, and now God is taking you to the next level. That's fantastic. Is there um, plenty of fresh water on that island? Yeah. Plenty of fresh Good. water. Uh, there's fishing. There's uh, town water, fishing, power, internet. Everything's there. It's just not connected to the mainland. So, you know, if they want to march and come and get us, they have to swim. <laughs> well, dude, at some point, when, if things lift up and you get settled, give me an invite. We'll come over and visit you. Yeah, uh, man. Anytime. Anytime. And uh, that's, what it, that's what it's for. I'm, I'm making a guest room. It's got its own access, and um, I'm, I used to be a builder, so I could design it, and I'll, I'll build it. And, That's um, exciting. Uh, yeah, maybe you know, it's it's Jesus going to come back, and I might be wasting my time. But in the meanwhile, I'm just going day by day, continuing on. You know, occupy till he comes. You know, well, you know, that type of is the sun good over there? Can you put any solar panels out there? Yeah, I'm going to get solar. I'll have no electricity wow. uh, cost. And I'm going, to, I'm going to be minimizing all my costs so that, um, you know, if they if they lock us up at home, I can survive there. Um, still be online, still talk to people, still minister like I'm doing every day nearly. And uh, we're having some amazing adventures with the demons. And, Brother, that's uh, exciting. I won't, I won't have the... Uh, uh, the burden, like the op shop, was a gift. Gift it was given to me, and praise the Lord, it was a real blessing, man. Coming back from nothing, coming back totally toasted, to 
to being able to do something like this. Uh, it's just like, you know, God is still the God of new starts, still the God of success. So, brother, I'm, I'm proud for you. I rejoice with you. Thanks. God man. is restoring you, my brother. Folks, an honor to be here with Peter Whiffen. Peter, if someone wants to contact you, how can they do that? Yeah, um, just my name, Peter Whiffen, W-H-I-F-F-I-N, at Facebook or Hotmail.com. His Kingdom's Table. His Kingdom's Table is the website. But I'm happy to talk to anyone. Uh, A lot of people are, not a lot, but many all the time, are uh, asking me to help them on uh, Facebook. And um, I, I get to everyone. I get to everyone. And um, because it's you know helping the brothers and sisters, isn't it? And it's we're getting uh, we have a meeting on Sundays online here Sunday uh, ten o'clock. Peter, hang on. Where's Melody? Uh, People manifesting in the meeting. Shannon's give getting um, thrown out of their chairs. Give your information out again. You cut off for a second. You're having a meeting on Sundays. What time? And how do they tune yeah. in? Yeah. Uh, it's on Zoom. You have to contact me on uh, Skype or Facebook, and I'll send you the link. It's a it's a Zoom meeting. Um, it's on my Facebook, on my, on my page. Uh, and people are coming in there. Like, I thought I'd run a meeting for a couple of hours, Shannon. And, and the thing goes all day. No one wants to go home. <laughs> and... Uh, Everyone's helping each other. Everyone's praying for each other. We can talk. People get a chance to be listened to. And we can encourage each other. So I'm devoted to doing that one meeting every week. And uh, everybody's welcome, of course. And um, saints who want to do deliverance can exercise their their gift to do deliverance and um, help their brothers and sisters. And we can talk about anything. And I don't like to preach at people, you know. I just like to talk with people, you know, that type of thing. Peter, give out your email again. How can people reach you? Oh, uh, my name, Peter Peter Whiffen, W-H-I-F-F-R-E-D-I-N, at hotmail.com. Fantastic. Brother Peter, we love and appreciate you, brother. Yeah, Thank you man. for coming on. Cheers, Mark your schedule. I'll see you next week. All right. Good Thank one. You, and um, in the meanwhile, let's all look up and go forward. Amen. Amen. God bless you. <laughs> all right. Bless you all. See ya. Friends, that was Peter Whiffen. I tell you, he really encouraged me tonight. No one says it's going to be easy following Jesus, but we can make it. Amen. And you know what? If this drives us to praying like never before, then that's a good thing, isn't it? Pray for strength. Look at what Jesus had to go through. Look at the time where he had to just pray. And said, is there any of you that can watch and pray with me, even for an hour? Folks, he had to do it to get strength for what he was about to go through. We need to do that now so we can have strength to make it to the end. We can make it, but only with Jesus. Amen? Thank you, Brother Peter. Praise the Lord.
I tell you, God help us all. He He will. He will. I want to thank all of you for tuning in tonight. That was Dana Coverstone, by the way, if you were not aware who I was playing the audio clip from, courtesy of Stan Johnson Prophecy Club. I found it on their YouTube page. I think it's also on um, Dana's Facebook wall. God bless you all, and uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. That's going to conclude our broadcast. We started at 7 last night, and we're going to be back uh, tomorrow. Also with uh, international shows coming up tomorrow. Love you all, folks. God richly bless you. If you want to contact me, you can do so over to MegamanRadio.com. Thank you for tuning in. Again, OmegaManRadio.com. Good night.